Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Thursday and Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and thank you once again for joining me. I so greatly appreciate it from everybody around the world who has been listening. I really appreciate it. As you guys know, this is a place where we educate, empower, and inspire. But not only do we do that, we also share stories about people who take risks in their life. And, you know, this has been coming up in conversation a lot lately, or maybe it's just in my brain lately, that I hear more and more people saying, you know, I'm kind of tired of this job. I'm kind of tired of doing this. Life isn't super easy right now, so we've all made the changes. But I think a lot of people are thinking, well, what changes can I take even more. You know, I've taken this change. I've moved here. Well, maybe I could pivot a little bit more and maybe I'm not super happy in my job. Now I'm, I have some time to contemplate. I like working from home, whatever it is. I feel that more and more people are willing to to take the risk now because we realize and appreciate how precious our life is, how important family is, how important our health is. And with, with, All of those things going through our heads right now, it's like in our face right now. I think a lot of people are taking those risks. And, you know, in my intro, I talk about being afraid. And I changed that a lot about 18, 20 years ago when I changed my life. But on my show today, I have somebody that I met four years ago. His name is Paul Busetta. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. We've been working on this for so long. And uh, Paul shot me four years ago when I did my last fitness show. And, you know, I didn't know a lot about him except that he was a phenomenal photographer. And I, to this day, your photos are one of my favorite. But there's a lot more to this man than, you know, being super handsome and being an amazing photographer. Photographer, uh, he also took a huge risk. But I want to give you a little bit of, you know what? What I want to do, Paul, let's go into where you took the risk, and then I want to, I want to tell everybody like what you're doing. So, what happened back in what was it, 1988, right? Yeah, I uh, I was working at the bank uh, back then, and I'd been there for about 12 years, and I had a really good career going on. And the internet, uh, while it was out for a bit, websites were kind of expensive. And there was an opportunity for me to get out and start designing websites. And, uh, uh, you know, I I knew nothing about it. I was Googling how to design websites. And uh, I thought, you know, I can do this. I can figure this out. And I literally left the bank uh, to design websites. And in that process learned that I needed pictures for the websites. So I said, okay, well, let's pick up a camera and start taking some uh, pictures for the websites. And back then there weren't digital cameras. There were um, kind of, they were disposable film, if you will, because I knew nothing about photography. And uh, so I bought the, these film cameras and I would take pictures of what I needed. I'd go to the place, have them delivered uh, or developed in the hour and come back, scan them 
and then put them up on the website. And I started with paulbuceta.com. That was my kind of guinea pig website. And I was putting up pictures there and, and whatnot. And then one day a friend of mine, well, this is going into this. Uh, the, it's okay. I want to hear the whole story. story. I didn't know yeah, all this about uh, you. Kind of about the, the risk. But uh, one day a, a friend asked, and I was designing websites. And, you know, I, I really wasn't having much success financially at the time. And a friend of mine asked me if I would take pictures of his girlfriend who was just accepted in a, uh, an agency. And she, uh, so I agreed and she came by and we spent the day shooting. It was amazing. I, you know, I'd never shot a model before. And uh, the pictures, I asked her if I can put them on my website. Um, and back then my website, publicsetter.com was just a kind of comedic blog. And, uh, you know, so as a joke, I put photographer in my bio. But it was more as a joke. I, you know, I didn't at all consider myself a photographer. And because I was, and I didn't know this at the time, I was the first photographer in Toronto to have a website. Well, wow. I wasn't a photographer, but I put photographer there. So I was a registered kind of, so Google ranked me number one. And so all these models started emailing me, you know, would you shoot with me? Would you shoot with me? And, uh, you know, keep in mind, I'd never taken a course in photography and, um, I think within the, a year, uh, w- within a year, I'm shooting for Playboy. Within two years, Oxygen, Muscle Mag, Reps, American Curves, Clean Eating, uh, and the list goes on. That's crazy. So you you left the bank. You took that risk. You just started saying, you know, I'm going to start this website. And I remember, you know, you're talking about, about cameras. So I, I have a girl that helps me with my um, Instagram account and so on, because there's so much to do that I'm overwhelmed and I don't have the time, nor do I have the desire to try to figure things out, you know, at my age. I just don't have it. I don't have the patience to learn it. And we were, I said to her, look, I found some cameras because she, she brings a camera and she takes pictures of me. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I found these cameras. I was telling you, she goes, oh, this is film. I'm like, yeah, film. Like, what do you, what do you mean? And so I really, I get it because that's what it is. It's film. You took it to like the local place. You had it developed and it's just so different now, right? It's so much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well now it's basically photography. Now is uh, your, your camera on your phone. Just that's it. That's really all you need. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you took that risk because again, as I said at the beginning, so many people are afraid to take the risk and you weren't, you weren't afraid. The, well, the no, the I. Well, I was I was nervous. I uh, and and I did take a risk. I remember I, uh, I I'm still married. We I said to my wife at the time, um, you know, can I can I do this? Can I try to be a photographer? Um, and we agreed. We're going to give it a year, and you know. She'd carry us and our finances. Uh, we could kind of get through the year, and I remember at the end of the year, it didn't work out. And, and this is actually for me the most important because I see all these memes of, you know, like a miner digging for the gold and digs, 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 and finally just gives up here. And he's like this close to the gold. And, uh, and I'd, I'd given up. The year came and went. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't make a living at this. So I remember I filled out a, a resume to apply to be a mailman because I thought, you know, they work early morning and then I could be home in the afternoon to take pictures. And I submitted the, the resume and that afternoon, after I dropped off the resume, I get a phone call from a commercial client asking me to quote to shoot something, and, the, and it ended up paying something like six thousand um, uh, dollars. It was a pretty decent commercial shoot, and I said, "Oh wow, okay, well this will carry me 
for you know another month or two. And within that time frame, I got another one, and then another, and I never looked back. And the best part is, I never had a chance to even take a course in photography. It's just been too busy since. So you just you just had these innate abilities, and I think that goes along with just really following your passion, what you feel in your gut is the right direction for you. And even though you were about to like apply to be, um, yeah, I did you know, I, I, a mailman. Yeah. I think it's, I think the universe hears our wishes and says, you know, I think that if we feel it in our gut and in our heart um, enough that somebody out there helps us make those decisions and starts guiding us. And I think that that was just serendipitous about how that happened, right? It's just like you were ready to give up and your wife was like, okay, it's been a year, let's move on. I love that. So I want to talk about who you are now. Uh, for everybody listening, because I love, I, I really wanted you to share that story. So Paul is now the chief photographer at Strong Fitness Magazine and publisher of Andavero Magazine, which focuses on fitness, fashion, and glamour photography. Mm-hmm. He is a renowned nude photographer who focuses on capturing the spontaneity of a moment. His images empower women by highlighting their raw beauty. As a photographer, he's had the opportunity to photograph for renowned publications such as Playboy and Oxygen Fitness Magazine and many, many more. So I know there are many, many more. You have over 230 covers that you've shot, right? Yeah, 270. Oh, it's up to 270. Okay, your yeah. website says 230. I got to get back to that. Do you know any good designers? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I'm in touch with one right now. So uh, it's um, so. How did you? So you started. You shot your friend who was a model, and then so is that how you got into basically shooting a fitness model glamour magazine shoots? How did that happen? Okay, this is. This is actually what I think is kind of funny. So it was my friend's girlfriend that uh, had come by and I said, you know, sure, I have a digital camera, which was brand new at the time. They weren't, uh, they weren't, cameras weren't on phones back then. So a digital camera was cutting edge. So I said, sure, I'll shoot her. And, you know, I figured she'd show up, stand by the window, click, click, you know, these kind of (laughs) after headshot type pictures and we'd send them to the agency. So she showed up and... (laughs) opens up a su- uh, her, her, her suitcase and it's all lingerie. And I remember looking at it and I looked at her and I was like, are you gonna pose in your underwear? Like, <laughs> that was just mind boggling to me. I was like, is this wrong? And, and so we just started taking sexy pictures and I put them on my website, I mean, with her permission and I put photographer and then all these models started emailing me saying, hey, would you take pictures of me? Because back then there wasn't really, even though the internet was there, there wasn't really a kind of forum or a place where photographers um, and models would meet or people that wanted to be models. I mean, right around that time, they all started coming out, but I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time. Were these uh, local women in Canada or they were they were coming out of the woodworks all over the world? Well, it started locally uh, mm-hmm. with all the, the local models that were Googling Toronto photographer. Uh, but then as soon as I started getting you know, work in, in magazines and being published in magazines, then all of a sudden everyone wanted to um, 
uh, everyone wanted to shoot because back then there was no social media. So the social media of the day was magazines. If you wanted to get into magazine, you had to find your, your kind of your route in. And it, you know, I started shooting for, for Playboy, interestingly enough, and I don't really even do nudes anymore. I mean, I do if a client requests, but I'm not, that's not even something I'm, I'm shooting more fitness and glamor now than anything. Um, and Playboy came to me and we were shooting so much stuff for them that they called me and said, we're going to put you on the masthead as a staff photographer. And I thought, wow, what's that going to cost me? And uh, uh, so I became their Canadian photographer and they said, listen, instead of flying all these girls to LA, we're going to fly them to you because we don't have to pay for visas. We don't have to, it's just cheaper. We're sending all the Canadian girls to you. And so I kind of became this hub for Playboy um, back, back, I don't know, 10, 10 years ago. Um, so that's kind of, I, I kind of got known for that. And then I stumbled into fitness just because I, I met this fitness model. And she said, you got to come to this, this uh, show. It was called fame back in the day. And uh, I went to the show and these physiques were incredible. These women were something to behold. And from that moment onward, I was, I was hooked. So it was the beauty. You saw that. You saw the strength and the beauty of the women because that's that's what drew me into even competing in fitness shows is it was, you know, people think it's about being, yes, you are sexy, but it's about being confident in your body yeah. and working really hard to bring your best physique and your best presentation to the stage. But that's what drew me into competing. And did you have the same draw that you, you were just blown away by the physiques? Yeah, there, there's a certain kind of confidence that come from a fitness model. I mean, um, there's a discipline and a personality type that goes with that discipline because, I mean, pretty is pretty. That just kind of happens like short, tall, blonde, brunette. It just happens. Um, but fitness models, they, they work to get to, to where they are. And it's, it's a, it's a heck of a sacrifice and a commitment. Um, and, it, and it's a kind of a strength of character that along with the, 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 the visual beauty is absolutely just lovely to me. Yeah, so you stuck in that in in that world for about how long? So, what was your first? When was the first show? When it was Fame? Which what? When was that? What year? Do you remember? I don't remember the year, but it would have been um, around the same time I started shooting for Playboy, and so I started shooting some of these fitness models. And one sent my my some of our pictures to Robert Kennedy, and. Uh, you know, he asked me to sub submit him more and the offices for Robert Kennedy Publishing were 20 minutes away from here. So I was like, okay, well, I knew he was a bit older, but I didn't know him well. So I wasn't sure if how good his eyes were. So instead of printing the normal eight by 10 kind of, you know, the, or the little cards, I printed 11 by 17 of, of, you know, some of my best work. And I drove over there and dropped it off at the front desk uh, at the reception and, uh, you know, to his attention and I'm driving home and I get a phone call on my cell and I'll never forget this phone call because it was life changing. And it's, uh, it's Robert Kennedy and he has a, a very a staunch British accent or English accent. Not British. And, um, and he's like, is that Paul? I was like, Your picture's a bloody brilliant boy like this. And, uh, uh, and he's like, I want you to shoot for my magazines. I want your style. I want uh, what you do in fitness. And because back then fitness was a very different animal. It was much more about being sexy than it was about being kind of empowered. Um, like back then the oxygen covers were women in leopard bikinis on the beach. 
And I mean, that's yeah, yeah all uh, sports. Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of we're sexy fitness, and and I, I kind of presented um, the concept of doing a very white with no shadows and being very kind, almost clinical, and saying let's demonstrate the physique and the confidence in these women rather than the sex appeal. And uh, it took, and the readers loved it. And the first cover that I shot was the bestseller they had. And so they were like, oh, keep shooting. So I kept shooting their covers, and then their numbers just kept going through the roof. So I kind of helped establish the aesthetic of Oxygen back in the day, anyhow. And uh, uh, I ended up getting under contract and shooting for Robert Kennedy. And, I mean, I I was doing 150, 200 shoots a a year for him. Back in the day, and I remember when... When I was 35, I was in my 30s and looking at, I would just open up Oxygen Magazine. It was my Bible. And then 12 years later at 47, when I started competing, it was the Bible of all of us. So that was 2007. So it was still, that was probably at the height of you shooting, right? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Maybe. And it, it just, everybody, it's just the only magazine that I read. And I would just look at the women. And I said, okay, I I aspire to be like that because it was so strong and empowering and still sexy, but not like in a a yucky, sexy way. So there's sexy and there's empowerment and there's there's confidence. And uh, I know that in the pictures that you shot of me, the reason I love them so much is because you were able to pull out of me some vulnerability, some empowerment, some and and the confidence. And uh, you know, I. It's like I said, it was one of my favorite photo shoots because you were able to pull that out of me. And that's hard. You know, not a lot of women are really super open to that. And so what do you do if you've got like a shy girl, like just not a professional model, but somebody like me who's maybe a little shy. I'm not saying I'm shy, but Hmm. I'm saying that somebody who is shy, how do you pull that out of somebody who is, you see their strength, you see their confidence, but maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of easy, and, I, and I've said this before to a bunch of people that I, I find I'm more of a psychologist than a photographer. And so when I'm shooting with a model, um, I'll always be like, okay, give me a little bit more like this, a little bit more like this. And so I'm doing it, and the model's like, oh, like, kind of like this. It's like, so it's kind of like the, the mindset is like, uh, I'm the first one on the dance floor at the wedding. So I make it comfortable for everyone else to come on to the, the dance floor. So, so I'm doing kind of the pose first. I'm like, okay, more like this, more like this, more like this. And, uh, and so the model's like, and they're duplicating. And, and as you might remember, I'll turn around. And I'll say, look, look how good this, look how good you're doing. And I show the image on the back of the camera. And they're like, wow, this is working. So it builds the confidence. And as I'm shooting, I'll say, okay, now let's try this. Now let's try this. Amazing. Okay, now let's try this. And I'm constantly kind of changing it up a little bit. What I never say is, that's not working. Oh, don't do that. That doesn't look good. Because then all of a sudden the model gets in a, oh, what am I doing? Why am I here? I'm stupid. What was I thinking? I could be a model. What? So I never say anything negative. I don't say, now let's try this. Okay, now let's do this. Amazing. Okay, now let's try over here. And so if something doesn't work, I never let you know. I just say, okay, let's move you into something that is working. And, uh, and we just keep that kind of positive, confident um, energy going with kind of high fives uh, that we're killing it as we go. And that makes it very confident and empowering. It is, and you get and you get the those those moments with them, and it may not be every single frame, picture after picture, but you're able after seeing it, you're like, okay, this is where she feels comfortable. This is what I'm pulling out of her. Do you ever get a woman who is just like, 
I can't do this. This is just not working for me. I'm not comfortable with this. Maybe twice, maybe two mm-hmm. times in my entire career that, I mean, they get so locked in their, in, in, in their own kind of headspace of what they can and can't do that. There's no rattling them out of it. And I mean, that's, that's a really low number uh, considering how many people I've shot and how long I've been doing this. How did you know that showing them how to do a pose? And I remember you did this with me, showing them how to do a pose. Hmm. Like, how did you know this had like a girl pose, for example? How did you yeah. know that that was going to work? I have no clue. Just- I have, yeah, like I really <laughs> don't know how that worked. But what I can say is, for example, like if, if let's say you're, you're angled a certain way, or maybe you're angled like this, and the light's coming this way, I see a shadow. So I'm saying, okay, so let's angle a little bit like this. So the, and so, cause I know that'll get rid of the shadow and, and it just kind of evolved, I, I, I think. And now I'm a saucy, I'm a dandy boy in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I know one of the things that you're really known for is that you don't really edit the pictures. You like to really give the, uh, the model, let's just call her the model uh, the unedited photos. Yeah. Yeah, that's rare. Not many photographers do that. In fact, I mean, I don't know of any others that uh, that do that. What happened was, uh, I mean, I like to take credit for, you know, being such a creative genius that they don't need edit. No, the truth was one day I said, I want to get to the point that my photography doesn't need editing because I am lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. I don't want to be like, oh, God, okay, now she, now the model's gone and now i got to spend hours getting some images, you know, to a certain standard. And part of it uh, is too like, and, and I had, listen, and, and this is not to discredit other photographers. This is, um, it's like a Van Gogh or a Rembrandt. They're just different, both artists, both different. And they got to their final product uh, with different uh, approaches. And my approach has always been that I kind of like the gritty. I kind of like that it's okay as is. Um, where a lot of photographers say, this is good, but I can make this this much better with editing. And I just kind of, you know, the, the, the kind of the, I heard this description that everyone is a genius artist um, or all the children, children are all genius artists. The trick is to know when to take the brush out of their hand. And uh, I kind of believe in that. I think we get some amazing images and we don't really need to all the time uh, do that. And the other thing is, yeah, you get them high res, at the end of the shoot, do whatever you want with them. Knock yourself out. And that's something else they, the photographers just don't do. Well, I love that also. You're like, here are your pictures. I'm like, really? Yeah. And they were and they were just beautiful. So you you know, and and looking at your your website and looking at the uh once you talk to you about the uh strong trooper series. And the strong tell trooper, me, yeah. Yeah, tell yeah. me about that. Okay, I'm just trying to think. I don't know where the helmet came from. I never bought it. Like I have no idea where that, where that helmet came from. I really don't know. One day I just had this helmet and it was at the studio and, um, and I'm trying to think it, I, I was being silly. I said, here, put this on. And uh, the model put it on and I took some pictures. And I'm like, why do I really like this? Why is this some somehow kind of really interesting to me? And I, 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 I didn't understand. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure I do now, but it's, it's obscure. It's kind of a, it's a departure from look how beautiful she is to look at how beautiful this is, but in a kind of 
juxtaposed environment. Right, they kind of fought each other because you've got yeah. this like helmet, which is kind of tough and, well, as you were saying, mm-hmm. gritty, but there's there's even a huge edge to that. Like you have some motorcycle photo uh, pictures also, but it's that edge, I think, that that is really captivating and catches people's attention because they're like, whoa, oh, this girl has this amazing fit figure. She's sexy. She's strong. Why did the photographer have her wear a mask, a helmet, or well, how is this working? And then I, I thought it was so cool. I loved it. I And there's something I learned a long time ago, early in my career, was um, I cropped an image where I cut out the model's face right to her mouth. And it was a beautiful like body shot and you saw her mouth. And something interesting happened. A lot of people mentioned that their mind filled in the blank uh, and imagined the most beautiful face attached to them, just the mouth. And I think in a way, maybe the, the mask series does that. Or the, the, the Stormtrooper does that. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. So do these, so these ideas just come to you in the moment or do you sit there and ponder and say, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this? Mostly... Mostly in the moment, mostly in the moment. Like I, I, my creativity just happens because it's different with everyone. It's uh, what I might do, what I might shoot with you is different than what I might shoot with the next person that comes in the door. Well, I think that, you know, as a a fitness trainer, a coach, I I train every single person differently. So they all might come in for the same reason to feel better in their body, but I'm going to take what what they need to do and also empower Power them with, hey, look what you can do. And each person is very different. So I think you also, do, do you get that energy from them when they walk in the room? And then if you feel that maybe they're not so confident, I got I to gotta change the energy a little bit, right? Absolutely. That sounds exactly right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's kind of hard to do. So you've got this skill of taking their photograph, but then you've also got to get them to be on the same page as you or feel the vibe. So you can get the best out of them. It's the same thing when I'm training somebody. If they're not feeling it, I'm like, okay, what what do we need to do? Let's talk. It might be a little different than what you do because you're capturing images. So has there ever been a point where you just have to sit somebody down and say, okay, what? Let, let's just like go get a cup of coffee, get a glass of water, come back and let's regroup? Uh, no, I've never had that. Like, it's always been like, I, we hit the ball, we hit the ground running and it's exhausting. But by the end of the day, the model's tired. I'm tired. Like, we're all like, wow, that was, that was something. It is exhausting. I don't think people understand because you have to be so creative. You have to be on and you, you just, you have to be on both people always have to be on. You have to be communicating. So we're going to, take a quick break, like a two or three minute break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the magazine and uh, take it from there. So everybody hang in there. We'll be back in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back with my guest, Paul Busetta, who is the publisher of Strong Fitness Magazine. And no, the photographer. Are you the publisher, too? Well, okay. Well, do you want me to give you a history on it? Yeah, go ahead, please. So I, uh, wow. Okay. Oxygen mag. So Robert Kennedy ended up passing away. And um, shortly after he passed away, Robert, uh, the, uh, the publishing house went bankrupt. And so I was shooting for oxygen on the Friday and I got the call. I said, Hey, did you hear oxygen is no more? It's bankrupt. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I realized I'm out of a job. I was like, just like that, I'm out of a job. Mind you, I had lots of work on the side of that, but I was out of work. So Saturday, I've decided, I went to bed Saturday morning, I decided there's a giant void in the fitness industry. I'm starting strong. So I picked, I, I called the, the, the best staff that Oxygen had and I hired them the next day. And that's how Strong started. Wow. Yeah, the very next day. And so, but okay, so recently, um, within the last month, uh, my, and my wife was publisher and president, and I just took on the chief photographer title because I, I kind of found it odd that a man should be at the helm of a women's empowerment magazine. I just, it didn't, see, it didn't sit right with me. I never, I, I don't know why, it just doesn't feel right. So my wife was president and all the staff, female, um, except for me. And, uh, and then recently now, um, we've taken on a, a partnership uh, with uh, Jennifer Van Barneveld and her husband, Vince. Um, 
and uh, she is now officially the what's her title? <laughs> okay, he's she's president and he's CEO. And Got I'm, it. I'm, I'm literally I'm still just uh, uh, the chief photographer. So you created Strong the day after. What was that about three, four years ago? Five years ago? Seven. Oh wow! It's yeah, been that been long. Seven years ago, yeah. Well, I, I, I love, I love that you call it strong. I think that's such a great name. I love the covers. I, I knew that you were really involved. I didn't know to what extent, uh, and it, it just speaks so strongly to empowering women. Yeah. And I love that you just decided to say, okay, this is going to continue on, but be super empowering to women. So you started the strong camps. Yeah. Well, okay. But with the magazine and Mm -hmm. I'll I'll jump back on this front with the the magazines, one of the mandate that when I sat down with the editor in chief, Kirsten Brown is that, and I never thought it was quite right. Never quite felt right for me was that the, the women working out in oxygen back then um, were always smiling. So, you know, like they'd be doing like, and, and, to me, it seemed like what a man's opinion of what a woman in fitness should look like. And it, it never kind of sat right. I always thought, no, it needs to be a little bit more like, let's show the intensity of the workout. Let's, you know, show the empowerment of it. Not so much, I'm pretty and I lift weights. And, uh, you know, and Kirsten, absolutely on board with it. She's like, that's the way it's got to be. And uh, so we shot it differently. And we started with black and white covers. We were making it gritty. We were, you know, women were showing off their calluses from their workouts and, um, you know, doing their personal best. And it wasn't about, um, you know, what stylish outfit they were wearing or, you know, uh, their makeup. It was more about, you know, reaching personal bests and goals and, uh, uh, you know, hitting it out of the park, so to speak, uh, with their fitness uh, regimen. And so that's the, you know, it was a, a very kind of a strong-willed um, approach to, to fitness. It was a little different than what the industry was used to. And uh, so then to, comp- uh, to, to go with that, uh, we started Strong Camps. And uh, this is a series of, uh, of camps across North America. And uh, I attend most of them. And uh, yeah, and they're amazing weekends. And what everyone kind of says, you know, this is false advertising because this is not just a fitness uh, weekend. This is an emotional weekend, and it's a it's a roller coaster of emotion. And uh, there's bonding uh, exercises that go on. And uh, like by, I've had a few people say by lunch time on the first day, if that was it for Strong Camp, it was the best weekend they ever had. And uh, wow, so, yeah, they're very empowering uh, weekends. Look what you've built, and you've built this by just thinking. I, I think that you are very, very in touch with a woman's mindset. I think so. All my friends are women. I, I I don't really have many male friends. And your wife is great with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's the president. She's like, okay, you're going to the strong camp. You're doing this, that. You know, I'm just a pretty face. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's so important to understand. And like what's really going through a woman's head in either a photo shoot or in having them in the photo shoot lifting weights. Because I know that when I'm lifting, I'm not smiling, right? I'm thinking about, okay, how many more reps do I have to do? How many more sets do I have to go? And I'm getting really hungry and I just want to get through this. But I stay focused. And I think that's what you capture is that, that incredible focus that so many women have when they're trying to reach their goals, whether it's for a show 
or personal best or whatever, you really, really capture that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that draws in a lot of a lot of women, and I love the idea of the strong camps. So, what about men? Are there any men that have reached out to Strong Magazine and said, "Well, what about me? Like, do you have something for men?" Because a lot of men, you know, want to be feel empowered as well. Um, not yet. Okay. Uh, we we talked about it. Like, we 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 also have a supplement line, and we were thinking, well, I mean, to be able to reach a, a bigger audience with uh, with a supplement is come out with something. I mean, that's dedicated for men. And the best way to do that is to have the, our own men's magazine. But, uh, you know, all the, all the staff at Strong is like, no, this is for us girls. This is, this is for us. This is, the guys don't get to share this. So they're, they're kind of, they're, I don't know, they, they feel very strongly about keeping it all women. I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they talk about how women, it, it, regarding sex, fitness, relationships that we sort of live still in a man's world that, you know, the pictures that people want to see are, you know, of women are of the way a man wants to see a woman. And that's what I'm, I, I find so amazing about what you're saying today is that, you know, already that you are shooting this from what maybe what another woman wants to see another woman doing. And maybe a man loves it too, but you're not really taking into consideration what that man is thinking. You're thinking, I want to empower and inspire other women with these pictures, with this workout, with this weekend, whatever it is. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Yes. Uh, on the fitness side, that's mm-hmm. on the strong side. And then I have my glamour side, which is about the, but it's a little different. And I'm going to explain my glamour. If you look at my pictures of the women on the beauty side, on the sexy side, um, these women are strong. These aren't women that um, are kind of like, oh, innocent and kind of helpless. And that whole, like the pictures, these women, like these are, they're strong. They're not, um, they're not victim by any, uh, by any stretch. No, you don't sexualize the women at all. When I look at your photographs and Again, that's something that why I want you, if the borders ever open, um, for you to shoot me before I turn 60, because I would just love, love, love to have that photo shoot with you to just capture before I turn 60 or in, well, you know what, we'll give it the year in my 60th year. You know what, I'm I'm confident they're going to open in the new year. So, I mean, that's as early as January. Okay, well, we'll do that. But that's something that a lot of women, they choose a photographer that doesn't sexualize them. There are so many photographers out there that shoot sexy photos of women, but I don't like them because they're sexualizing the woman, the woman or the women. And what you capture is the empowerment of that woman, that strength and that confidence of the woman, even in a glamour shot where it's supposed to be sexy. It's not fitness. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, it's what I find appealing. I can't help it. <laughs> it's that easy. And so what do you ever have the fitness girls doing the glamour shots to where you ever see a, a girl that's shooting fitness and you're like, you know what? I think you'd be great doing a glamour shot or a beauty shot, whatever, you, you know, a softer shot, I guess you would call it, right? I, I say this to everyone because I, there's a lot of conflict of people saying, well, why, you know, sexy pictures are demeaning or degrading or whatever. And, right. And, you know, everyone's entitled to whatever they want to believe. And that's fine. But I firmly believe that every single woman out there is entitled 
to the opportunity to be the most beautiful and the most sexy that she can have it captured, have it documented. The difference lies in whether you're going to share it on the internet or not. I mean, if you find it might be degrading, well, don't post it, but have those images of you looking in like a supermodel, looking gorgeous, looking beautiful. That does something to your confidence that makes you feel really good about yourself. Um, it's uh, it's better than any spa treatment um, and, and it lasts a lifetime. Those memories and the pictures last a lifetime. I know. I As I said, I, I look back at those pictures and you pull different different feelings out of me. And I love that I have that because you captured a moment in time as you do with these other women. And you can be as sexy as you want. And as you said, you don't have to share them. But I think what a lot of women don't understand is that you are allowed to be a sexy person. That doesn't mean you are being sexual in the photo. That means you are showing off your con. To be sexy, you have to have a little bit of confidence. You have to say, this is me. This is who I am. I'm owning it. It it doesn't have to be sexual. And I think that's what so many women get confused and get on the bandwagon and say, you're sexualizing this person. That's that's too much. That's too racy. Who is to say what's too racy if that woman owns it and she's strong in her body. I know we've used the word strong so many times, but it it's yeah. so true. If that woman's strong in her body and she feels good about that, I say, go for it. Yeah. Show it. Yeah. It's, it's tricky because every, every scenario uh, is unique. And I mean, I have this one girl that I shoot, Danny, and she's a, a grade school teacher. And she... And that's not her real name. That's her her model name because she loves the how empowered she feels being beautiful. And for her, it's it's um, it's a journey that you know, she's also a transformation uh, that she has she lost a lot of weight and went from someone that was you know very self conscious to I'm capable of looking this beautiful. And so, but she has to be very careful what she shares because her husband is very supportive and loves that she's posting it. But at the same time, she's in an environment where, you know, she doesn't want to lose her job because it might, it may be seen or inappropriate for her line of work to have that kind of image out there. So there, you know, and there's religious beliefs, there's family issues always, you know, even with the in-laws side and that. So there's so many reasons why to post or not to post. Um, and it, and, and it really, like I said, everyone's entitled to be beautiful and sexy and that whether you share it on the internet or not, eh, that's entirely up to you. And if other people don't like it, that's right. It should problem. be right. And there, there comes in the judgment yeah. and that's something that, uh, you know, I, I've fought my whole life. And especially when I started competing at 47 years old, there was the judgment of why are you going to get on stage and stripper heels in a bikini at 47 I said, because I want to, yeah. because I want to be my personal best. I want to be my physical. And, and what I learned about myself was that I could be mentally like better. And, and from every photo shoot I'm in, and I know being with you, I was like really intimidated because I knew that you had all these amazing women. And I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm probably, I think you even said I was the oldest woman you had ever shot at that time. I was 56. No, I think I think you might have. It's 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 fine. It's there was nobody. I, I was probably the oldest person there doing that show in well, Vegas. I, I, I shot a lot of commercial work, and I've shot into the eighties. Okay. So, yeah. 
So, so it's just, um, you know, I, th- I think that w- if a woman has signed up to do a photo shoot with you, she's going to get, have such a great experience and hopefully leave with so much more confidence than she came in there and then getting the pictures and saying, wow, that's me. That's me. He caught these amazing shots of me. Like this is, and again, whether you want to share it or not, but this is something you could hold close to your heart. And I, I really suggest strongly to all the women that I, I help change their lives, you know, who've lost weight, put on muscle, whatever their goal is to always do a photo shoot. Always, 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 because it's a moment in time and you should be so proud of yourself. I don't know if I heard you there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I absolutely agree. My apologies. No, that's okay. So during the strong, I want to know a little bit more about the strong camps and um, actually also about what you do at Antivero. Am I pronouncing that properly? Antivero, yeah. Yes. So tell me about that publication. Uh, Antivero is more of the sexier glamour side. Um, I mean, it, it had some nudity. We've kind of been back and forth a little bit about the um, censorship uh, issues with social media, with um, iTunes. And then after a while, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to change it. I'm just, it's going to be what it's going to be. And we just won't be on the app store and we'll just release the magazine for free and just let it be um, for its own sake. And it's, uh, it's done really well. I mean, it's kind of a vanity project because I, I don't charge for it. It's a free subscription. Okay. Um, and it's a collection of photographic works of, of, of women and, and art, too. We have artists that submit as well. And it's all based around um, the, the female form and beauty and fashion and glamour and fitness and, you know, kind of all of that. And uh, it's done, you know, well, just being free. Um, yeah, that's, that's I don't know what else to say about it. It's, what what it what are your favorite shoots to do? Are they the glamour, sexy, or the fitness? I, I kind of like the glamour. I find that the the spectrum for uh, the glamour is just that much broader. With the fitness, I find well, the subject has to be fit for starters. So already that's a very tough uh, thing. And you know, you'll find someone on the internet and say, Oh, she'd be perfect for this. And she shows up. He's like, Oh, well that was during competition mode that I look like that. Now I look like this. And I thought, well, I can't do this for that kind of genre of fitness. Um, you know, you, we want certain looks and that. Mm-hmm. So I find that the glam, the glamor stuff is just so much more easy to, to shoot. We can, you know, uh, you can do just about anything. What do you do in the glamour shots? So, so give me an example of what a typical glamour shot would be. Oh, well, like even like the Stormtrooper series. Um, um, I did a, we, I, I saw one picture of, a, of the, the, the bunny mask, that the big bunny ears and it's a mask. And I said, oh, I, I ordered one online and um, actually I ordered two online just in case. And uh, they came in and I, you know, I, I, I shot a, a series with this one model. And of course, and it almost always happens. Uh, the moment I post that, I started getting emails from all these models that had shoots booked coming up saying, oh, can I shoot with the bunny ears? And I said, of course, we call it the mask series. And, you know, so 
that became a trend. The stormtrooper became a trend. And the, the, the nice thing about the glamour is that I can put a, a mask on uh, a model. I can, like with the stormtroopers, I don't just have them wear the stormtrooper outfits, but I have them doing household chores, wearing the stormtrooper outfit, you know, clean, washing the floors with their hands, uh, painting a wall, uh, washing dishes. Like who comes up with these? Like who comes up with these ideas? They're amazing. Yeah. Like they're, they're so cool. Yeah, well, there's a problem with that is the next girl that comes in and says, I want to shoot with the stormtrooper helmet. I'm like, what are we going to do, though? I mean, I mean, what else is there? Like, I don't know. Maybe if it's snowing outside, I'll give her a shovel and say, OK, let's shovel some snow in a bikini and high heels. So what's next for you? What do you have any other projects, any other magazines you're going to start? Any what what else? Um, you know, it's 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 kind of tough because I I. I, I I'm. I'm really kind of happy where I am right now. And, you know, having uh, Vince and Jenny come on board with Strong and basically take it over, uh, effectively taking taking over Strong, that's taken a lot of work off my plate. I mean, I still shoot for for it, but now the, you know, the day-to-day um, administration of it, that's off my table. I'm kind of, you know, I, I guess the question is, if, if I won the lottery, what would I do? Because that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm kind of like, I don't really need to work too much for money. Um, so I'm like, what would I do? I, like, I would love to be able to just, you know, pick and choose a few models, fly maybe to the you know, Mediterranean, rent, rent a yacht, do some pictures on the coast of Italy or maybe in Spain, head down to Morocco. And, you know, Can I come? Kind of, yeah, I know. Who doesn't want to come on that trip? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, you know, that's kind of the stuff I want to do. I want to be creative for fun rather than because I was hired that day to be creative. Um, you know, that's rent a castle in Prague and, you know, with a bunch of models and do some crazy, you know, Stormtrooper uh, uh, <laughs> series or, or mass series or whatever. No, I, I love that you have all these creative ideas and that women are willing and, and excited about doing it because we, we do want to find interesting things that like take us to that next level of, of wherever it is of empowerment or strength or confidence. I, okay. So here's something I do. We didn't touch upon is uh, we, I go to Vegas a lot. And so I'll take a group of 10, um, about 10. It's been as big as 25, but it's like herding cats when you have 25 models. Um, so about 10, 10 models, we go to, to Vegas and there's two rules. One, you have to come alone. And the reason for that is so that we go do dinner together. We, we go out to the events together. We do every, everything is together and you're not being distracted by a partner saying, come on, we gotta go for dinner and you're missing out on group activities. And two, you have to skydive. And the reason for that is because everyone's terrified of skydiving. Now, like everyone's afraid of it. No one wants to do it. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah. I, I just won't go if, you, if I have to skydive. And I said, okay, well, let me know if you change your mind because you have to skydive. And the reason is twofold. Um, That's so mean. It, you know, it isn't, it isn't. I've done it. It's not like you know, you're skydiving and I'm not. No, I've skydived. Um, and, and it's life-changing. So basically everyone that comes back from after one of my Vegas trips is like, there's life before my Vegas trip with Paul and life after my Vegas trip with Paul. There, that is an absolute defining moment in their life because um, you've shared more than one near-death experience uh, with this group of people. You have 
I, I take about 50,000 pictures on these trips. Um, you have thousands of behind the scenes pictures. I actually go up in the plane and I'll get pictures with the, with the models as well before they jump out of the plane. And to give you an idea, the night before the skydiving, we warm up with what's called the sky jump off the stratosphere. That's a, ju that's a jump of 109 stories. And to be entirely honest, that's more scary than jumping out of a plane. But when you've jumped out of that and you have the videos and all the pictures, you've done the group shoots. We do a Mad Max shoot, theme shoot, where everyone goes out into the desert and you know we're shooting the, the whole thing. We have these ATVs and that, and the pictures are amazing. And then you jump out of a plane and we do more shoots. And then we do the small kind of intimate party. Um, well, it's not that intimate, it's a big pool party, but we have our own area. And then you go home and you're like, whoa, what just happened? I jumped out of a plane. I'm in these group shots. I'm in, I, we did a Mad Max shoot. I did all these pictures. I'm like, that, that, you don't get a vacation like that. They don't exist. And, you know, you can kind of only experience them with this group. And uh, those trips are absolutely life-changing. Everyone says the same thing. And you came up with this idea because... I lost a bet and I had to jump out of a plane and it changed my life. And I said, I need to share this because I was like everyone else. I'm too smart to jump out of a plane. <laughs> but I did it and I realized just how life-changing it can be. Wow. Wow. I uh, was just watching a Mission Impossible movie and I saw Tom Cruise jumping out of the plane. And I said to my husband, I, I might want to do that before the end of my life. Just try it. So it's interesting that you brought that up because it is life-changing. And we only have a few minutes left. And this is a question I ask everybody. And since you are so fearless, what does fearlessly authentic mean to you? Or how do you live a fearlessly authentic life? Uh, I, I guess not listening to the... Uh, it's not even non-listening to the the judgment um, because everyone has an opinion. Everyone has, which is fine. And I have opinions um, and this is one of them and they don't really matter. Like they, it doesn't matter. It's like, you don't like what I'm doing. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I hope you get, find your happy place because I love what I'm doing. And uh, you know, it, it's like, you're not thinking about political movements in the 18th century, but now that I mentioned it, you might. And you know, People that say, oh, just don't listen to what other people say, don't listen, you know, are actually listening to what other people say. I literally, I, I don't understand why people are so hung up on what other people say. That's not something that affects me, but I hear it all the time. So it's basically mm -hmm. living without judgment. With, without the fear of the judgment. The fear of judgment. Because you're going to be judged, but not that's care. great. Yeah. And that's what you push women to do. And that's why I wanted you on the show today, because that's what you do. So if anybody wants to reach you, please tell me, tell everybody how they can reach you. You can find me anywhere. Uh, just Google Paul Buceta, Paul B-U-C-E-T-A. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, or on my website. Paul, amazing. We could talk forever about beauty, fitness, and everything. Um, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And um, I hope we can get that photo shoot in sometime this year. Me too. Thank you. Yes. Mwah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. 
please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.